This is the Best Boys Podcast with Jessica Garcia and Monica Montoya. Friends. Comrades. Romans. Colleagues. Monica. Peers. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How was your Thanksgiving, friend? My Thanksgiving was lovely. I made a pie and I brought you some today. It was exquisite. It's Thank my favorite you. kind of pie she makes. I I don't is it a pie? It feels it's more like it's a tart, maybe. It's a pie. It's a pie. It's, it's like a moose pie. It's okay, it's a moose pie. I love a moose pie. I love the crust. It's made out of like I don't know. It's made out of something crunchy. It's made out of um Biscoff cookies. Yeah, sure. Biscoff cookies. That shit's bomb. <laughs> it was truly an experience transcendent it was transcendent yeah. my entire body lifted into the sky wow did like a full like swan lake sequence yeah and then came back down into my body that's incredible. where i then went mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah we were supposed to serve it at a thing uh, friendsgiving that we did not have because monica got food poisoning i got i got very very ill or like, would we call it food poisoning if you just ingested meat when you know you're not supposed to? No, it was definitely food poisoning. It was definitely self-poisoning. No, I mean, I feel like that maybe played like an extremely small part. Monica, I've literally seen you vomit your butt off for a day because you took a bite of pork. Well, yes. However, in this instance, uh-huh. in this specific case, yeah, I would argue that it was definitely food poisoning why because the because the fish dish looked iffy <laughs> but no why. one else got food poisoning i rest my case okay this is all i have to say about that monica ate brisket when she is not allowed to eat red meat it's very true i'm 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 allergic to i think it. you sabotaged friends giving i definitely did not she did <laughs> I believe it. Wow. I, I, I need to leave. I can't live like this. This is my podcast now. Yeah. All right, friends. Today we're going to talk about Florence. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you all of my opinions. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. I have to come back. Okay. I don't like this. I'm sorry. I don't like it when things are not the way I want it to be. Aaron can finally be on the podcast. Uh, This is one true dream. I just want everything to go exactly the way I want it to go. Okay. okay, How difficult is that to achieve? There's a tree in my eye line of you. There's a tree in my line of you too. And I have to keep blinking. So tomorrow is the December 1st. Yeah. Uh, there's a little mini tree in front of us, a little yeah. Christmas tree. There's yeah. a Christmas tree in my living room. I have a little Christmas village. I, I wanted them to believe that we were just in a forest and we had chosen to sit on either side of a tree. No, we did not. So my Christmas tree this year, I went for like a Victorian Christmas theme. Lots of doves, lots it's, of It's bows. Victorian because it's very thin and poorly yes, fed. Exactly. It's it's <laughs> just so, it, cholera. It has so much cholera. <laughs> Uh, and I've got a Christmas candle lighting and, it. uh, you know, it's, I have a tree moat, which is a remote that I use to control the tree. Wow. You can turn it on or off. This Those really are the two is options. 2022. It really is. Also, like, I just hate the idea of like needing to go and like unplug the tree every single hey, fucking time. I know. Time. What a slog. So I decided to invest... <laughs> I decided to invest like the thirteen ninety nine it the, took to like remote. give me peace of mind. I understand. So, 
Am I going to be Adam Sandler and click? Yes. <laughs> this is going to be my next, my next future, if you will. I'm going to use the tree moat so much that I'm going to walk into a Bed Bath & Beyond. Christopher Walken's going to fucking be there. Right. He's going to be like, and beyond, beyond. And I'm going to be like, fuck yeah. I'm going to hand him my tree moat. Uh-huh. He's going to hand me back a crazy tree moat. And then I'm going to live my life in the future. Wow. And all of my kids are going to hate me. <laughs> good okay that's I'll like hate you too yeah have you seen the movie click yeah it made me really sad there you go and we'll be right back hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now back to the show. So today we're talking about the final two Florence Pugh movies. Remember, we told you we were going to do two in one because of my my COVID that one week. Yeah, <clears throat> she had COVID one week and then we could now. not record. And now I don't have COVID. And now we're doing two movies. Two movies. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? I'm really excited. I'm excited to talk about both, but I'm especially I'm especially excited to talk about the first one here. Me fucking Monica. Um, there's gonna be a lot of opinions rolling around. I agree. So. The first movie of this episode that we are doing for Florence Pugh is Don't Worry, Darling. Came out in 2022. Written by Katie Silberman. Story by Carrie and Shane Van Dyke. Yes, Dick Van Dyke's sons, I believe. Sons. Children. Right? I think they're both men. Um, Carrie and Shane? Yeah. Carrie and Shane. Shane. Uh, Carrie and Shane. Um, famously directed by Olivia Wilde. How could we forget? Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) So this movie, Alice played by Florence Pugh, a 1950s housewife is living with her husband, Jack played by Harry Styles in a utopian experimental community in the desert called the victory project. However, when Alice begins to worry that their glamorous lifestyle could hide, could be hiding disturbing secrets, Wow. Bad things start to happen. And disturbing secrets there are. Well, yeah. really, it's just one disturbing secret. Really just one disturbing secret. Yeah. Um, so I don't understand the plural in the synopsis or this like. Well, I suppose there are lots of mini secrets within the world that she's yeah. like, oh, this is hiding the big secret. Such as the eggs. The eggs are yeah, a mini yeah, secret. Yeah. <laughs> That's a mini secret. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This movie. I want to get our shit talking out of the way first so that we can talk about Florence's performance because I okay. do think she does really well in this movie. Right off the fucking bat. Tell me. I, okay, let me paint a picture for you very quickly <laughs> because I think that like what I'm about to say, I don't want it to like, I honestly don't want it to go into like the echo chamber that is right. like the critique on Don't Worry Darling. Yeah. I just don't want that there's, to happen. there's too much. Because there's too much. So I want to paint a picture of I think Olivia Wilde and what she is doing in the film industry is rad. I agree. I think that she is a brilliant actor. Yeah. I think she is a brilliant filmmaker. Mm -hmm. I think she's a highly creative individual. And I think that what she's doing as a woman in film is really extraordinary, especially with her debut film, Booksmart. Yes. Now with Don't Worry Darling, very brave of her to like take something that is just so different 
from comedy, which is like her background. That's like what she mm-hmm. does and what she's the most good at. Going from that to something like this, like weird dystopian psychological thriller situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I really commend her for that. There's so much unnecessary bashing of her for like only the reason that a she's dating Harry Styles and all of the Harry stands are going to come through yeah. and bash her. Yeah. B, she's a woman Facts. in the film industry yeah. trying to, like, being a director, trying to live her best life. Right. And C, because of the supposed infighting, the drama, mm-hmm. the tea surrounding this movie, including shamed Shia LaBeouf supposedly, like, having to, like, be fired from this movie or quit whatever the truth was whatever he, it is whatever it says ended up he was like we both know that i left because of scheduling like that's not a surprise and there's about i don't know there's just a bunch of bullshit about this movie and like there's a lot of evidence that olivia was a little shady i'm gonna say she was sh- she was a little shady yes she it i will say it definitely seemed like she was playing a lot of different angles from all of the, like, we're talking not the rumors, not the gossip, like the cold, hard evidence. Like the video that yes. she sent of herself like, speaking to Shia LaBeouf. I under, like, I get it, I get it. So all this to say, I don't want what we say or what everyone else says to take away from the fact that Olivia Wilde achieved something really extraordinary. Yeah. Not a lot of women get to do this kind of thing. Yeah. Period. Even now. Yes. Literally even now. So. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really it. That's really all I wanted to say to paint this like picture before we go inside, before we open up the picture and step inside the fridge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Right off the bat. I didn't enjoy this movie as much as I thought I would. Mm -hmm. It went in a very, in my opinion, stupid direction. It was really predictable. It was very annoying. It had no nuance. It was very just in your fucking face about it. Mm -hmm. And it, it, I, I got like, I got very, very angry. Not because like I care enough about this movie to get angry, but because in general, I hate it when people have the opportunity to like, take something like this concept which is mm-hmm. to be fair like something like this has been done before in a mil- million different ways it's literally just like an extended episode of black mirror yes i literally was about to say like yeah. i i understand like this this could have been great that's what right. that's what i'm trying to say is like i hate it when a movie takes a concept like this and really just like low hanging fruit yeah like oh yeah f- you know female autonomy cool like right. let's just do that <laughs> Right. Like there could have been so many other things that they did with this movie that they just like were like, nah, it's fine. Let's just be lazy about it. It's cool. Right. Yeah. So that's like my first big annoyance with this film is just the lack of nuance and how unbelievably not subtle this movie was yeah it hurt me yeah i think there were so many parts of this movie that i just wanted more from because like don't get me wrong this movie is like fucking eye candy oh yeah i the visuals are beautiful like the costumes are beautiful the sets were beautiful yeah the location was amazing home springs all the beautiful mid-century houses yeah dude like there were some really really stunning visuals and like i did think like the visual of all the men leaving and like driving through the desert to like that 
weird so good. victory headquarters. It's very cool. Stunning. Like there's a lot of really effective visual work. The I I like the music a lot. I thought the the soundtrack was amazing and like deeply unsettling. The scoring that they had under it, like all that weird buzzing, oh, freaked me out. Um, but there were so many opportunities in this movie to give us more that like they just, they couldn't give us more with the timing that they had. Like there needed to be a lot of editing, a lot less like ruminating on weird visuals or like like, breath, you know, time, (laughs) a lot of, there are so many scenes of Harry Styles and Florence Pugh's characters like getting it the fuck off. Yeah, also that entire scene with Harry Styles just dancing on a stage, like that Cut. is that is the one part that is the that was the one part of the movie where I wanted to just go, Olivia, mad respect, Olivia. girl, but like this didn't need to be in the movie. She, I will. This is the only we that- can watch your boyfriend dance on YouTube. <laughs> That is the only moment in the film where I was like, Olivia, I respect you so much. But no. But no dick is worth this. No dick is worth this, girl. He's not the star of the fucking movie. Him dancing like a little monkey has no bearing upon the story. Nothing. Whatsoever. It's just him. And he's like tap dancing they're like this okay this is the thing that bothers me because a lot of people are like harry styles is a garbage actor i don't think harry styles is a garbage actor i think he's an amateur who was put in a movie where heavy hitters with a lot of heavy hitters and also like again mad respect to olivia but i think she was trying to make his character more like bigger than it needed to be. Absolutely. And so there was like a lot of focus on him for parts and like the script, What the script wasn't good enough to facilitate what she was trying to get from him. Literally. There were just like a lot of, there were a lot of problems. He had a very small purpose to serve, but they made it seem like he was supposed to be this giant thing. And he's just not. He's just not. This is the one time where I will say like, I hate Shia LaBeouf and all of the horrific things that he has done in this world. Correct. But that man is an actor. He would have done way <laughs> he better. He would have done way better. Yeah, he would have been amazing. I probably wouldn't see, wouldn't have seen the movie. Correct. But he, he would have been <laughs> literally better. anyone else would have done a better yeah, job. It, I, I, and it's not. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I don't think he's a garbage actor. I think that he emotes real. Like he has a lot of like passion in him. Yeah, I think a lot of it obviously has to do with the fact that he's an he's an artist. He's, yes, he's a musician. I get it. I totally understand that. But do not set him up for failure. Yeah. Don't set him up for failure. He was in that one movie, the war movie. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. He didn't speak. He, he barely spoke. No, and people were like, he was amazing. And people were like, and that Dunkirk. motherfucker was amazing. And you know what? He low-key was. Because yeah. he did not speak. What he did was great. And now all of a sudden he has like starring roles. That new movie he just came out, uh, that he's in My Policeman. Random. Whatever the fuck that's about. Random. He's in that. He's going to be he's in a fucking be in a Marvel, Marvel movie. It's, just, it's confusing. Put Very him in confusing. some acting classes. Let him be in a couple art house films. Like that's what I want to see. That's also what I want to see. So no, we're not on the We Hate Harry Styles bandwagon. No, it's just like this is not, this was not for him. They did not set him up for success. I like, and I will never forgive the fact that they didn't set him up for success. And I am not a fan or a stan of Harry Styles. I'm I'm just not. Yeah. And it's not because I don't respect, like I respect the girlies who love him. Yeah. But I just don't. I think even now 
they fucked they fucked him yeah <laughs> they I fucked agree. him i totally agree more than he fucked florence pew in this movie <laughs> which <laughs> is a lot which is a lot it's a lot so okay so t- now we get to florence now we get to florence so that was just you know our little pettiness about this film at the end of the day it's a great film and you should go watch it like i yeah. think if anything a just to support olivia wilde and you know, women in the, in the film industry in general. It's a fun sci-fi. It's like, it's, I would not call it a romp by any means. It's just highly entertaining in the way that a black mirror, mirror episode is. It's like, it's a long black mirror episode. Exactly. So if you like black mirror, go watch. Don't worry, darling. Buckle up. Uh, Florence Pugh did something in this movie that I thought was just amazing, which is she, stepped the fuck up and said this is my film yeah (laughs) like she literally was like you bitches thought you bitches sat there and thought that you were gonna get the royalties for this film no this is my movie and i was living she did such a good job she did a really good job like I don't fully buy all the bullshit that Olivia Wilde has said about like this movie is just about like femininity and like harnessing your female sexuality. I was like, no, this movie's about a lot of other things. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I do think the sex scenes were gratuitous and you know, like whatever. Anyway, I very rarely think that while, but this movie, yeah. While I do think that, explanation is bullshit i will say that she does come off as like very free very comfortable in her sensuality in her femininity like i don't because she she does not like florence Pugh doesn't strike me as like a refined actor she can do refined work but when i look at her like she there's just so much depth and like artistry to her like she's not she doesn't come across as like neat you know what i mean she's so rugged yeah her, you look into her eyes or at the very least you look into the screen into the camera that captured her eyes <laughs> but you look in her eyes and you think to yourself like yeah i would stick with you in an apocalypse yeah she can fucking throw she can she can she, this yeah. bitch did the get out run at the end of the fucking movie yeah, dude and she killed it yeah she was just pumping those arms i was like go flow go yeah so when i see her in this environment where she ha- is like this deeply feminine like 1950s housewife cooking cleaning being like a sexual object being super fashionable etc cetera, etc cetera, she looks fantastic doing it and also looks very comfortable doing it and i think that that in and of itself is is a skill i agree i think it's really really difficult like i i don't want to like compare them but i think olivia wilde in this film very naturally fits into it Mm -hmm. right she's tall she's beautiful she's like very striking she's very like floozy like ah and florence Pugh, when you look at her you're like you're beautiful, but you're not Olivia Wilde. No. You're not like tall and thin and whatever. Like, I think that she really surprised me with Mm -hmm. how well she handled all of like the mannerisms of the 1950s housewife, as well as like really dive into that, like sitting, having cocktails, like on the lawn, like Mm -hmm. gossiping, chattering. She looked truly just... Honestly, she looked like fucking luminescent yeah. chilling there. And I was like truly taken aback. And that's not to say that she's not a beautiful woman or that she's not also like very striking and also, mm-hmm. you know, very lovely. But 
like I said, Flo is rugged. Yeah, <laughs> so she's, she's not an ingenue. She's she's not. Thank you. She's very much like she's definitely like the headliner of the indie film, right? But she is not like the Audrey Hepburn of right. anything. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. And in this movie, she absolutely was. Yeah, totally. She also like. I mean, fuck her and Harry Styles. I thought her best chemistry, weirdly, was with Olivia Wilde. No, literally. Like, they <laughs> they act very, very well together. Because it's two, like, really good actors yeah. playing off of each other. And they both had incredibly different energies. But they were, like, best friend vibes the entire time. Yes, exactly. And, like, so they played those roles very, very convincingly. And I know, like, there's tea now. But, like, at least in the movie they were amazing and maybe this is me giving undue credit but i'm thinking about like if there is as much was as much drama happening as there are rumors about and her to still have that chemistry with someone she's feuding with who's also the director of the film you know i mean yes it's an actor's job to like not let that shit get to you but she really does pull it off seamlessly I mean, it's gorgeous. I think she also gives us a lot of, a lot of the essence of the flow frown without mm-hmm. actually going into the into the full because that, that would not frown. be ladylike. Yeah, that would not be ladylike if she went into the full flow frown. No, 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 no. she gives us tastes. She gave yes. us essences. A she gave us her her. She did some gorgeous. This is going to sound insane. <laughs> she did some gorgeous forehead work in this yeah yeah yeah. the furrowing of her brow yeah I would but like in different uh like quantities mm-hmm. incredible yeah she was fucking amazing i totally agree she she this movie her back carrying yeah i also think she was very comfortable and she's always been like this but like it really showed to me in this she's very comfortable in her voice and how she yes. speaks and carries herself vocally like I think particularly about the scene where she is it's right after the dinner party where she where like she confronts Chris Pine and she's Frank, trying the Frank, like the yeah. main architect the, of this the world. cult leader. Yes. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> and she's getting into the car with Harry Styles and she's like we have to leave, we have to leave, we have to leave. And then the men in red come and she sees them and then she looks at Harry Styles and then she starts freaking out. And she's like, "No, no, come on. No." And she realizes that her husband has abandoned her Ugh. and now she's going to get taken away somewhere. It's like the best scene. It re- it kind of is the best scene. And she like the highs and lows that her voice takes and I also consider the fact that like she's British. And she's just so comfortable with going to the farthest, farthest reaches of emotion. And like the way that she emotes during that scene, I don't know, it's fucking heartbreaking watching her face change, knowing that she has been sold out and can't trust anyone. Like so, so heartbreaking. And I really just was like, oh, fucking bravo girl. She just did so well. I love the, like, she gives this like half look of like, I'm so fucking scared right now. Yeah. Anger and also like, please forgive me. Yeah. Because at the same time, she wants to save her ass. Like all she's saying the entire time is like, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll be better. Yeah, she's I'll like, be I'll better. be good. I'll be better. And, Ugh. but what her voice and what her body's telling us is, no, I don't want to go, but I'm also fucking pissed at you. Yeah. And I low key like kind of am curious 
she was a little bit like leaning into it, but also not. She was fucking terrified the mm-hmm. entire fucking time. And when they took her into the room where they like did the fucking electroshock, electroshock her? therapy. Yeah, this woman. See, but this is why I need more time in this movie because I need someone to fucking explain to me how electroshocking a simulated version of someone works. That's the thing is like, I don't, I don't think she was simulated in that moment. I think they literally took her out it let like did the fucking buzz, buzz on her and then put her back into the fucking simulation. The only person that, but they say at the end, the only person who can put her back in is Harry Styles. That's so true. So yeah. How does that work? Exactly. That's why I also don't understand the, if you die in the simulation, you die in really in real life. That's bullshit. How Isn't does that, that like in the matrix? Yeah, if you die I, in the it, Matrix, you die in real life. It also makes no sense to me then. That also makes no sense. But I think maybe alas. because, well, maybe it's like your brain like explodes from like too much information. I don't fucking I don't know, know, dude. I have no idea. I honestly don't but know anyway, how simulations I need, work. I need more rules. I also need to know what the fuck is Gemma Chan's role in this movie? She's the wife of the main architect. Well, I know she's the wife of the main architect, but then at the end she stabs him and she's like, you stab stupid man and i was like what's her beef well her beef is everyone else's beef which is all the wives like wake up after the security breach i think she knew she been new i think she knew 100 mm-hmm. percent. i think she knew and is like pissed off i think it's pulling a um a glenn close christopher <gasps> walken and stepford yes. wives being like this was my idea and you fucked it up yes. but we have no information and so we're just like oh you stabbed your husband like i know he's an asshole but why are you so mad and it was like it wasn't just like i'm gonna do this in a fit of rage it was like i'm gonna do this and also fucking like drive the knife yeah, in further she twists which, that fucking butcher's knife in his oh my it's god fucked up I needed more. like if you're gonna cast Gemma chan you need to like give me more she information. was under you yeah dude. do not cast she also Gemma. has that whole scene she has like two scenes in the movie she has the ballet scene right and yeah she's in a she's in some scenes but anyway her one of her big scenes is where she like yells at florence Pugh at the dinner table and she's just like how dare you he's a he's a brilliant man he's a genius whatever blah 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 blah. so i'm like i don't understand her intentions i don't really get what's going on um i'm gonna need to google the original script and see what what the fuck is happening it's just so weird because like we're living in such an insane time Mm -hmm. there are so many like podcasts and like videos out there about like by men promoting like hyper masculinity and like like making your girlfriend or wife like submissive and feminine and pretty and whatever. And it's, it was kind of alarming to me when I saw this movie and all the women just started like trying to like run away or Mm -hmm. like Gemma decided to kill her husband and like all of this shit because where I, where are they getting their wives? Do, are they with them to begin with? And then they just drag them into so the simulation? this is the question. Do you remember? It's, it, I, I didn't notice it until the second time I watched it, but there's like a tiny detail where we're in the real world, quote unquote, and we see Harry Styles' character. And he is being asked those questions by the, yes. the people who let you into the Victory Project. Because he's an applicant for the Victory Project because he found out about it through his like wormhole of like- Yeah, like a podcast Yeah, his like hyper-masculine yeah. whatever. Do you yeah. want to change so your they, life? They ask him a question and it was like, 
chosen spouse, Alice, whatever her last name is, previous relationship, yes. Mm-hmm. So that leads me to believe that you could just fucking pick a bitch <gasps> no. and take her in with you, which is a whole other That's level like of crazy shit. But then there's also the fact that Olivia Wilde, Olivia Wilde knew about the simulation. She wanted to be there, which leads me to believe that like her and Nick Kroll in real life are a real couple well, and yes. decided together to do the victim yes, project. Yes, which LOL, what a pair. Yeah. What a pairing. Never in a million years would I, ever, would I ever have been like, yeah, for sure. No, they're pretty Nick funny Kroll together. <laughs> <and> <laughs> because, I mean, she's a comedic genius. Yeah, yeah. She really is. So I think, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Also, her character's children died in real life. So I think they, I think you're right. I want more information there. I think they made a joint agreement to be like, let's go live our lives in the simulation because this fucking blows. Then there's the woman who's always pregnant who I assume never gives birth because the children aren't real. (gasps) And they say that line, you know, the one who's always pregnant. Yeah. And I'm like, did they just, just no one ask questions? These. The real question is, is like, does she ever drink alcohol? If she's always pregnant. Probably. It's the the 50s. Maybe. She also like lit a cigarette and smoked some meth. It's fine. It's the 50s. It's the 50s. Go on diet pills. Dude, I literally just fucking can't. This movie... Oh, you're absolutely like I completely agree with you. It should have just been a mini series. Yeah. Because there are so many questions left unanswered that I do not believe the movie could have possibly told us if it didn't and have I more think time. regardless of how predictable the ending is, I think it could have been still been a really good miniseries. I agree. Also <laughs> like color me crazy, but I did want to see her coming back into her body. Yes. Like I wanted to see that. Like, She's handcuffed to the bed. How does like, she get out? I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry, but like it's not enough for me to see the the glimpses of her like dancing around her living room. Yeah. Uh, no, bitch. She cannot be well adjusted. She's probably malnourished. Well, we she, also don't know. Was that a flashback or was that that's so present? facts? Yeah, that's I don't so know. Facts. I don't know. Does she, is does she live? Does she die? Do they catch her? Another question. She's a motherfucking surgeon. Yes. Why was their life so miserable? No, literally, it's because he was a leech. But why were they living in the grossest apartment? Because she's and why probably... was he the grossest person when she's a <laughs> no, motherfucking? Literally. I know. You know what I think it is? I think that like, I think for her, she was probably like a resident. Okay. As an avid watcher of Grey's Anatomy, I would know. (laughs) She's probably a resident and probably wasn't making very much money. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that that answers your first question of like, why the fuck do they live in this like disgusting ass apartment? (laughs) Question or like second question is why the fuck is she with that gross guy? He probably wasn't always gross. Well, sure. (laughs) And she probably just didn't have enough time to like dump his ass. One of my favorite jokes online about Don't Worry Darling is the tweet that just why would he choose to be British? (laughs) No, literally. (laughs) I just think it's, I honestly, I think it's like, Let's let let's let Harry use his original accent because it's just so hot. It's like, just so hot. Let's just let like what that's that's just stupid. I mean, he could have just been British and stayed. He could have just I know, or fine. just been American and stayed, stayed American. American. Yeah, Dang, it's fine. How? Why would you choose? Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna Chosen choose nationality. Portuguese. British. I want. I want to speak. <laughs> I want to speak Portuguese. <laughs> I just let I me have, into the simulation. I have a lot of questions about this movie. 
I know this is supposed to be about Florence, but I just, the questions, they just keep coming. Yeah. If, uh, if one thing this movie did successfully is cause a lot of discussion about it, which is, this all, is true, which honestly they win. Yeah. They, they win. got, they got the press. They win. They got their cake and they also ate it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw a TikTok of a girl at a concert who she sees, a, it's a, she's at a Harry Styles concert. Of course. And she looks behind her at the VIP section. And she sees Olivia Wilde. And she's like, oh my God, Olivia Wilde. She walks up to her to show her her tattoo because she got a tattoo from Don't Worry Darling because it's her all-time favorite movie and she wanted to show Olivia Wilde what a big impact she had on her. And I was like, this was not a terrible movie, but like you need better taste. No, literally. I, I literally thought you were about to say book smart because I would have been like, oh, for sure. Yeah. No, it's fucking Don't Worry Darling. It's her favorite movie of all time. Wow. I know. Wow. I know. I mean, I know we're not, I know like we like bad movies, but that's just. We don't like bad movies where there was an intention to be good. really prestigious yeah. and it failed. That's not the bad movie I like. That just makes me sad. Exactly. I hope that tattoo removal gets really good in the future. <laughs> me too. Like, I, like I, I sincerely hope that. I, her, I agree. For her skit. Yeah. That's really all I have to say about that. That's also all I have to say about this movie. Same here. That was Don't Worry Darling. Yeah. And uh, we're just going to quickly read off your, their best boys. Yeah, tell us what the best boys are, Monica. All right. We've got three, baby. We've got three best boys. First one is, I love his name, James Coffin. Yeah. Greg Lopez and Mark Mann. Mark Mann. All incredible names. <laughs> Glorious names. 10 out of 10. We love you all. Thank you for best boying. Thanks for film. being the best of boys. Thank you so much for hanging out in Palm Springs for us. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, it. was this shot in Palm Springs? I believe it was. Okay. Thank you for enduring hot, like hot ass Palm Springs for yeah, us. Yeah, because it's not fun. It's really not. People like to pretend it's luxury and I'm like, it's, it's too toasty. It's dry. I will say, like, I I spent a lot of time in Palm Springs growing up because it was like, I don't know. I actually don't know. I'll have to I'll have to question that later. But <laughs> we used to like go to like little hotels that uh -huh. had like pools. Yeah. See, that's the thing is we wouldn't even go to a risk. I'm I need to I need to interrogate my childhood. Enrique. I know, but it was so fucking dry. Yeah. And dude. at night, freezing. Because you're in the desert. Yeah. Sometimes it'll just rain for like one minute and then it's done. That's so weird. It's it's an odd the place. Perfect place for a dystopian. But I will say headquarters. the houses in Palm Springs. Oh yeah, they're lit, dude. Beautiful. Lit. These gorgeous mid-century modern houses, all the windows or all of the walls are like glass, like floor to ceiling. Because whoever did Palm Springs as PR in the 60s. Good job. Good money. Good job. Good job. <laughs> good job, you guys. And we'll be right back. Now back to the show. All right, Monica, tell us about the next film. I will. Very gladly, actually. Thank you. The Wonder. <laughs> it came out this year of our Lord 2022. It actually came out like two weeks ago. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Written by Sebastian Lelio. I guess so. Lelio? Lelio? Lelio. Take literally any of those. I hope one of those are right. Sure. And Alice Birch, based on the novel by Emma donahue directed by sebastian lelio 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 <laughs> lelio lelio i don't know lelio 
Set in the Irish Midlands in 1862, the story follows a young girl who stops eating but remains miraculously alive and well. English nurse Lib Wright, played by Florence Pugh, is brought to a tiny village to observe 11-year-old Anna O'Donnell. Tourists and pilgrims mass to witness the girl, believing she is a saint, but Lib believes there are more obvious motives at work. Ominous motives. Ominous motives at work. <laughs> uh, da, bum, bum, bum. Literally the plot of this movie is this bitch won't eat. So a panel of men are like, we're going to give, put a nurse in there and a nun in there to observe, to observe her for two weeks to see what the fuck is going on. Because honestly it could be witchcraft. It could be witchcraft, could be, they're they're more leaning towards sainthood. Yeah, they're they're literally like, oh, we low-key have a saint in our village. That would yeah. be that would be sick. That would bring in shmoney. That would bring in visitors. Yeah, like exactly, yes, exactly, we want it. We want exactly. it. We want it. Yeah. Um I was personally very hooked on this movie from the beginning. I do think it it slogged a little in the middle. Um I also know that this isn't exactly your type of movie, Monica. It's really not. But I I was really hooked right at the beginning because of the plot of like, yeah, there's this bitch who just won't eat. What the fuck is going on? And I was like, yeah, what the fuck is going on? Chaos. And, And on top of it, the girl herself, she, they're just like, well, what have you been eating? You have to have been eating something. She goes, nothing but the manna of heaven. Oh yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck is manna from heaven? I had to look it up like ma- what manna is it's like bread from heaven yeah that's that's all it is it looks like a fucking like cracker it's like heaven bread heaven bread <laughs> <laughs> heaven bread it's bread from heaven heavenly bread <laughs> we love it <laughs> but yeah but also like i i also like this movie because it is it has this like it's a period piece it's very like dark and Irish and it's very Irish, you know, et cetera. Where is but Saoirse it's also deeply creepy at moments. Like the whole, the whole subplot of Florence Pugh being uh, just every night going ham on morphine. I think it's and like holding the baby shoes of her dead child. And like pricking her finger with her little needle and like, <laughs> drinking the blood yeah it's like, and being like i'm gonna punish myself for like letting my baby die exactly, exactly. and then she wakes up the next morning the next morning and is like tip tip cheerio like <laughs> i'm a nurse <laughs> i'm a nurse <laughs> this movie okay i'll i'll share my thoughts because obviously they're <laughs> because very it's different a podcast. they're different from yours <laughs> um i didn't love it i didn't get into it that's fine i thought Flo was just gorgeous in this movie. Dude, you, as soon as she comes in, you're just like, she's going to stir up some shit in. in this town. She's going to be a shit stirrer. Literally. Like, first of all, <laughs> low key the same, dressed the same as she was in Little Women. <laughs> Pretty much. Except Pretty much. Oh, she's a brunette in this one. It's also like low key, obviously a very different time period, a different country i think it's a similar time period in different a, country in a different country yeah. also it's like the irish famine or, or some shit the like famine it, has just happened okay it, it just happened yeah or it just ended yeah they they talked something about it like they kept mentioning the they famine. kept mem- mentioning the famine fam- the famine the famine <laughs> the famine i want to say the phantom the phantom of the opera <laughs> the famine of the opera <laughs> where he just doesn't eat for a million years the famine of the 
the opera. Christine, bring me crackers. My moat. <laughs> but seriously, I thought, okay. I thought the beginning of this movie was insane. Like right. I, at first I was like, wait, what's happening? Because the movie literally <laughs> starts with the set of the film. Right. Like, it, so it, it invites you to like, not even watch. I thought this, I had to like replay this a couple times. Cause I was like, did they really say that? They don't invite you to watch it. They invite you to believe in the story. Oh, I told, I completely forgot about the fourth wall storyteller. <laughs> literally. So there's a literal, how could I forget? Storyteller. <laughs> it was like, believe in the in this movie yeah. basically like believe in this story because believe like in the wonder it's gonna be fucking crazy but like as long as you believe it'll be fine and i was like okay i'm gonna believe right but, but it's all that it in a way it also makes it be like mm, is this real or is it, or not? Is it not real so if you don't like spoilers go away if you don't care if you've seen it like a good child here it is <laughs> No, obviously she's not getting fucking mana from like the center of the earth or well, whatever. Well, no, but they also, they explain why. They explain what happens and it's yeah. fucked up. And it, it's so <laughs> it's fucked up. fucking disgusting. But she basically gets fed like a little bird because her mom kisses her on the mouth every her night. Her mom gives her a big old mouth and, kiss like, slips her every the sing her, a single night. And Florence is like, Florence realizes like, okay, the family keeps visiting her and we need to get them away because otherwise we cannot figure out exactly what's going on. So they banish the family and everyone's <laughs> really pissed off about it, which I don't understand because they brought her here to figure it out. Yeah. So why would they be pissed about it? Exactly. We realize that they're pissed about it because the mom is, has been feeding her like, again, like a little bird, like a little baby bird, slipping her like chewed up food into her mouth like, uh -huh. every night. So she's not dying, but she's severely malnourished. She's yes. starving. She's being starved by yes. her family. And then when the mom goes away, <laughs> She really starts dying. She's like, oh shit, now I'm not getting any yeah. food from the center of the earth. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? Exactly. And so this bitch starts dying. And what does it do to Flo? It makes her fucking crazy. It makes her want to just like figure out how to feed this child. Yeah. Because again, she lost her own baby. Yeah. So now she is clinging onto this one, mm -hmm. even though she's like 11. Well, and then she, the daughter reveals some crazy shit she reveals why she's even pretending in the first place yeah, so like major content warning because this is like some crazy some shit. fucked up shit so like trigger warning yeah sexual stuff sexual assault yeah saw essay what 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 have you feed it to us yeah so basically the daughter who by the way she speaks very like i'm holy the whole time she speaks in like weird fucking bible verses and she does she speaks like uh, the, like the, the kids in, um, the witch. Yeah. She, she speaks does. like that. Very, just like old timey English. Very weird. Yeah. Yeah. But like like uh, but she Irish. doesn't actually answer questions. She's just she's like, like, God, the is, Lord is blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, okay. and the Lord tells us. <laughs> and Florence is visibly annoyed every time. Yeah. So they, they keep bringing up a couple times throughout the movie that like there was this brother, this brother that died, this older brother. Like tragically. Yeah. Died tragically, whatever. And then come to find out he had been sexually assaulting his little sister, the girl in the movie. Since she was nine. She was nine. And I think she's like 14 now. And when he died, he had told her that like, 
if she also died, like if she dies, he can come back or something like that. She believes that if she sacrifices herself, that he will come back to life. And so she's like, I'm going to do this because I'm in love with him. We married each other. And yeah. And Florence is just like, no. Yeah. When she, so there's this gorgeous scene. Obviously this dialogue is incredibly hard to hear. Yeah. But the scene itself is beautiful. You have the the little girl sitting on the bed, Florence sitting at her side, and she's like intensely listening mm-hmm. to the little girl like tell her about her yeah. brother and what he's done. And the look that just falls on Florence's face, on her character's face, when she tells her, like, he did this to me, mm-hmm. very nonchalantly, by the way, it at first it was like pulling teeth, but like when she got going, she was like, and this is what happened. Yeah. And we were in love. Yeah. And she goes like, was it just the one time? Like, did it just happen the one time? Uh And she's like, no. Oh, like multiple times. All the time. All the time. And the look on Florence's face, Mm -hmm. it's like a baby masterclass and like just your face. Yeah. It's so difficult to explain, but like that one little scene is why she's literally going to take over Hollywood. Yeah, like her, all of my notes about her acting in this movie are all about how she can go from such big acting to such quiet, thoughtful acting. And it's like, she has such a unique way of being so dialed in to her own feelings and to the feelings of whoever she is in a scene with that you like hang on to every word and to like every expression she makes because you're like, I trust you. She's a very like trustworthy actor to hitch your, you know, wagon to in a movie. Oh, absolutely. Because you know that you're going to, you're going to experience the full like emotional gamut that that film has to offer. And you're also going to be like witnessing something very beautiful. Absolutely. I also think that like, frankly, the little girl, I don't know her name. I don't know the actress's name, but she's such a good little actor. I'll tell you her name is Keela, Keela Lord Cassidy. I don't know. She's Irish. So I don't know if I'm pronouncing Keela Lord Cassidy. Keela Lord Cassidy. Yeah. How do you say that in an Irish accent? I don't know. Oh. oh. Keela. 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 Kai, it's K-I with an accent, L-A. Oh. Keela Lore Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But anyway, yeah, that it just really fucked me up. And then the other moment that really fucked me up in this movie that is like the big culmination, I oh, think, yeah. oh my God. of the movie is when Florence is like, <laughs> so this child is dying and really? everyone's like, that's fine. If she's going to die, she's going to die because it is the Lord's will. And Florence is like, simply no. Like simply shut the fuck simply, up. Simply she does not have to die. Simply get fucked. And she also acknowledges this child has so much trauma and is also deeply religious that there's like literally no way that she can talk her out of eating or going like, yeah, your brother fucked you up. Like there's no way for her to explain this. So instead- she kidnaps her, takes her into the Irish moors and is like sitting with her on the ground. And she is like, basically like, okay, it's your time to go. You can die, 
But when you die, you're immediately going to be reborn as a new little girl. And your name is going to be Nan. And you're nine years old, which is the age that she was when all of that bullshit started. Yep. And you can, you're going to come back to earth. And so she quote unquote dies. Like fake. Like fake, fake dies. dies. And comes back and she's like, I am Nan. I am nine years old. And then she starts eating. And like, it was like some, so maybe you can explain this better than I can. Yeah. But it is, it was difficult for me to understand because she didn't actually die. She Mm-mm. kind of just like closed her eyes and then like came yeah. back into her, came back into her body or whatever. And then was like, I'm Nan now. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it, was it like a psychological reset or something that happened to her? I mean, I don't know how literal it's supposed to be, but like, I think what we're supposed to believe is that her she's so close to death. She's so depleted. She's so like mentally in and out as it is. And she deeply trusts Florence Pugh's character. Like okay. we do know that, like she deeply, deeply trusts her. And so, and she's also deeply religious. And so I think she genuinely believes, okay, I'm dying. And when she hears Florence Pugh's voice go, now come back, Nan, come back. I think she's like, okay, I'm back now and I'm Nan. And I think it, obviously she still has her memories of her life, et cetera, right. et cetera. She's still like, she's in the same place she was before. Nothing has changed. Florence Pugh is still there. But I think something in it allow, like mentally opens a block to allow her to like not carry her trauma anymore totally and to like allow her to eat again that's that's at least how i interpreted it wild but but it is it's like a beautiful beautiful moment between the two of them it basically allows florence Pugh to successfully kidnap this child and make her her own <laughs> yeah literally she does. because she sta- that's literally she the stages ending. the child's death and she kidnaps her and they all take on different names. And P.S. She's been fucking the village journalist. Yeah. It, in it, There's a very like, <laughs> the only word I can use to describe it is awkward. There's like very awkward old timey sex happening <laughs> uh, where she's like up against the wall. A lot of skirts. Her massive dress is just like draping over him. Yeah. And it's like, they're very awkwardly grabbing onto each other's like faces. It's, yeah. It's, it's the most awkward. It's really awkward. It's very awkward. It's like, there's nothing sensual about it. They're just like too two little like miniature wildebeests in like <laughs> period garb. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very awkward. But anyway, yeah. So they go and they build a new life and the end. And That's she doesn't get caught. They the move end. to Australia. So like, you know, straight up, she's never going to get caught. Good day, mate. Never like, going to happen. Especially not like in this period of Ireland time. to Australia in the 1860s. Nothing. Fuck no. Yeah. no nothing's going to happen. Mm-mm. So everything's going to be fine. Nothing's going to harm you. Not now while I'm around and in Australia. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, the score in this uh, movie is stunning. There's like a lot of breathing and like breath in it. Yeah, it's really, really. It's very well. It's a little sad. The reason why is because obviously the little girl is fucking starving, dying, and she's like wheezing. So like that breath is in there. Yeah. Um. But it is a gorgeous score. Yeah. It's a really, really beautiful score. And And go ahead. I was just gonna say I loved seeing Florence's maternal side. Yes, that's what I was also (gasps) gonna say. This felt like a very mature role for her. Um, she felt very grown up, very maternal, very like powerful yet still. 
Um, she was a force to be reckoned with. Like, yeah. Like a, a stable pillar. Yeah. It's just, a, it's a very different movie that we've seen from her in the last couple of years. And I think it's a really beautiful performance and a very powerful one. I will say this. I'll, I'll end with this. Tell me. It is a movie for the adults. Yeah. Oh yeah. It sure. is not for the kids. Well, it's Do you know what I mean? Not, it's not, it's not an entertaining movie. Like it has no, no replay value. No. I would never watch this movie again. <laughs> I'm never going to be like, you know what? I feel like watching the wonder. And frankly, I can't say that I like, think you guys should like run out and go see it. No, the way I, that think, I, I think if what we just told you about it is intriguing to you, then you should go watch, go watch it. it. If like, if like starving girl doesn't eat, <laughs> Florence eventually kidnaps her and <sighs> makes her nan. If that makes you happy. Nan. Nan. Or like if that <laughs> intrigues you, please go watch it. Oh, please do. But I think that it gives her like a really solid performance. You know what? It reminds me of like when, when big Hollywood actors go back to do like an off-Broadway play. Yeah. That's exactly like this is that vibe where this she's make like a great play. Yeah, where she was like, you know what? I've been doing a lot of like blockbuster shit. This is my next thing. I'm yeah. just gonna do this like crazy period piece. It's not gonna be really it's not gonna be like, you know, big blockbuster sweeping despite being released by Netflix. No, literally. <laughs> but they then again they also released like multiple the a Christmas Prince and the Princess Switch. Listen, so the person with ultimate range is Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> We've got Love is Blind. We've got In Power of the Dog. Truth. We've got the Truly Wonder. Do. There's a lot, there's a lot of crazy shit. We've got the Gilmore Girls reboot. A year <laughs> in the life. A year in the life. There's a lot of shit on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, they're going down soon. It's fine. It's, oh, it is oh what no. it is. They're like one of those sinking ships. They're the Titanic. Beautiful I watched and a big. whole. I watched a whole video about this, about how like the, the shit about media crashing is a lie because we just went through a period of media being inflated by the pandemic. So like, of True. course it's going to re-regulate itself. Obviously. Which I believe. I think media. But. Yes. I think Netflix nor I think like they need to do something really drastic They need to chill. Yeah. They need to chill the fuck out. I do. I believe that there's a lot of content out there. Yes. Do I think that there's too much? Yes. Actually. Yes. Do I think that a lot of it is quantity over quality? Yes. absolutely do i also think that there's really good shit being made out there yeah yes and do i think that netflix needs to chill the fuck out and like do something really fucking drastic to yeah. fix their business model yes there's a lot of yeses happening there's so many yeses i'm jim carrey yes man yes ma'am zoe deschanel is gonna <laughs> ride on the back of my fucking scooter and we're just gonna drive you go girl Vroom vroom. Also, tell me who the best boy in The Wonder is. I absolutely will. Because there's only one. There's only one, and he also has a brilliant name. Yeah. The best boy for The Wonder, Kevin Fox. You go, Kevin Fox. You go, Kevin Fox. Great movie. <sighs> if you have the time, if you have the bandwidth, yeah. watch it. Watch it. Otherwise, just trust that Florence Pugh gave a stellar performance. Yeah. She gave massive Irish mama bear vibes. Seriously, yeah. And we wish her character the best in Australia. I really do. Um, that is our month of Pew. That was our month of Pew. Oh. I'm excited to see her in more stuff. Me too. Next month, we will be doing a bunch of Christmas shit. Krampus. And then stay tuned for 2023. We're kicking off with an amazing best boy. Um, The greatest of the great. The greatest of the great. Frankly, if you're not thinking about him right now, you should be. 
I sent you a pic of his sons today. Yeah, his sons are surprisingly hot. They're also, I'm pretty sure, underage. They were they I'm were born in the eight. in the 2000s. They're they're 20. One of them is. I was I was trying not to tell the audience oh so God. that they wouldn't guess. LOL. One of the sons was 20 that I yeah. sent you a picture of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, I was trying anyway. to figure the all I was trying to say is I was trying to figure out how old they were because they look mm. like they're 40. But when I figured out their real age, I was like, "What? Oh, they look young to me. They look very young to me. No, they look old. I did You're not 24. look like twenty-four. Everyone looks old to you. I didn't. What are you talking about? <laughs> I look forty to you. You literally don't. <laughs> I threw you. I made you one of those slideshows with you as a teenager in it, and I swear to shit, minus like a millimeter of like baby fat in the face, you look the same. So don't fucking at me right now. <laughs> All of your friends look the fucking same. I looked at everyone. I'm going to kick you out of with, your own house. This is my house. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> you're the best, Monica. You're the best, Jessica. Have a lovely evening. You too. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.